Hey everyone, welcome back to the Period Dads Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Morton. I'm a registered dietitian and specialize in hormones. I also am the founder of Funkit Wellness, where you can go for all of your seed cycling and hormonal health needs. Of course, there's going to be a discount code in the show notes for you all. But today, the reason we are all here, the podcast episode, we are going to be talking about coming off of hormonal birth control. This is something I've talked a lot about on other people's podcasts, but not really on here. So I wanted to take you guys through my whole journey of coming off, what I've learned, what I would do differently. It's going to be way less ranty than my rant about marketing behind prenatals. I was just like very fired up that day. Spicy me. So this is going to be more, a little bit more matter of fact with a little bit of emotion, but I'm going to share through my personal experience, what I've learned, and then also through the hundreds of people I've worked with coming off of birth control, what they have learned. So the very first place I think we should start is this is not an anti-hormonal birth control episode. This is the things I really truly believe everybody should know because if you're told these things, then you can make the best decision for your body. So that's like number one. I wanted to just like get that out of the way. I'm not anti-hormonal birth control. I just think that there's so much I didn't know that I wish I would have known and things I'd do differently if I had known. So that is what we are here for. So number one, I do think that there is a lot of fear mongering on the internet about coming off of birth control and how horrible it's going to be and how everything's going to be awful. And I'm not going to lie, you guys, when I came off, that was definitely the case. But I also didn't have all this information I'm about to give you guys on the things I wish I would have known. Some people come off and have no issues. The key is just tuning in and listening to your body. And if you're like, hey, I'm not really feeling this anymore, we're going to give you the tools then, okay? So one, I think understanding how birth control works is the first step. So we're talking about hormonal birth control is usually some form of synthetic estrogen or progesterone that interferes with the communication from the brain to the ovary and stops ovulation. It also usually stops like different cervical mucuses that would come with ovulation And it just makes it an unhospitable place for sperm to live. Therefore, you will not get pregnant is the goal. IUDs are a little bit different. So IUDs actually get inserted into the cervix. Some of them have hormones similar and they're localized like what we just talked about. But then other ones like the copper IUD, copper kills and repels sperm. Um, I'm not an expert in how the copper IUD works, but those are just some examples. Pill, patch, implant, and even IUDs all mostly use hormones. There are things like the copper IED that do not use hormones. So that's how birth control works. So it basically stops ovulation. So there's not an opportunity to get pregnant and then make some of those other changes. So sperm couldn't live anyways. Now, (laughs) this is the funniest thing. Hormonal birth control does not regulate or balance your hormones. It just shuts down the cycle. And that's just the truth. Like the period you have on the pill is a withdrawal period, which I had no idea about. And it's shutting down that our cycle, the four phases, what we've learned about, you're not going through those. So that's what's going on. There also can be side effects with birth control, such as nausea, headaches, breast tenderness, mood swings, gut microbiome disruption, nutrient deficiencies, changes in libido and fertility, 
a lot of us have experienced those. We've talked about them. So that's the other thing I tell people if they're like nervous about coming off of birth control is to tune into your body and how are you feeling on it? You know, like what's going on on it? Are you having some of these side effects? Talk to your doctor. Also, this is like not medical advice. I need to preface that you always should be working with your healthcare professional. I just want to give you the tools today to actually be able to talk to them about this. A teenager on birth control can include blood clots, high blood pressure, and increased risk of certain cancers. So that's also like genetics plays a big role in there. Like if you're predisposed to some of those things, that's something you want to talk to your doctor about. But here is the thing. There are positives to hormonal birth control. There really are. Like if you are going on birth control to prevent pregnancy and that is effective and don't get me wrong, there are ways to prevent it without being on birth control. But like, I don't want to demonize birth control because I just think if you know all these things and you're like, no, pregnancy would disrupt my life more, then hormonal birth control is the right option for you. And that is okay. You make the right choice for you. It was definitely the right choice for me in college. Definitely. 100%. 120,000,000%. So let's say though you've decided this is not for me. I don't really want to do this anymore and I want to see my body's natural cycle. So the thing is when you stop hormonal birth control, everybody's body reacts differently. I'm going to share my experience and then kind of give you guys what I generally see. So for me personally, it took six months for my cycle to come back. And when it did come back, it was very irregular, really for up to the first year. That's actually how I found seed cycling. So I went from having basically like a 60-ish, 55, 60-day cycle. Now my cycle is 29 days every single month. And so that took about a year though. Um, the other thing is mood swings and changes coming off. Like you have to give your body some time and some space as it adjusts to coming off the synthetic versions of the hormone because your body is then like picking up and being like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. And it's going to take a minute. Changes in libido. A lot of people I would say that I talk to when they come off of birth control actually have a big spike in libido. And for me, it was super empowering because I was like, oh, wow, I actually have a libido again. This is great. Um, the next thing is, so when people are coming off the pill and want to try to get pregnant, it's generally recommended about a year. So give your body about a year, a year to really balance out, get your cycle down, learn about your cycle, replenish any nutrients. The pill can deplete a couple essential nutrients, which we will talk about um, further on in this podcast. But if you're coming off birth control to get pregnant, give your body 12 months. I see this with like um, clients a lot is wanting to start immediately, which like you don't have to listen to me. You don't have, you can do whatever you want, but I find that they, a lot of times it's frustrating because they're waiting for their bodies to adjust back and their cycles to get regular. And I just think that get, like knowing it might be a little bit longer process is actually really helpful. Okay. How? Do you quote unquote balance your hormones post birth control? So the first thing we have to understand is balance really just means allowing our body to do what it does naturally, which is flux and go through these four phases. So the four phases, if you've never heard of them before, if this is your first time listening, here are the four phases. Your menstrual phase is day one of your cycle. That's your actual period. The first day you have to wear a period product. You basically have no hormones around this time. You're just chilling. That's why you're a little sleepy, a little tired. This is your winter. 
Then when your period stops and estrogen starts rising, you're prepping for ovulation, you're building up to your fertile window, this is your new spring, this is the follicular phase. Then you have LH spikes, your testosterone spikes, your egg is released, you ovulate, bada bing, bada boom, this is ovulation. This is summer. Think hot, sexy summer. Then after this, you're going into your luteal phase. So your luteal phase is like autumn. And this is when progesterone takes over. And so progesterone is supposed to be a calming hormone. A lot of people don't experience that, but that actually is what it is supposed to be, our chill hormone. As our body sits and waits to see if this egg is going to get fertilized. And then around day 21 of your cycle, when the egg is not fertilized, progesterone dips. And then that's when your body is preparing for your period. So your luteal phase, I kind of look at early luteal, later luteal. Early luteal phase, you still got a high kind of from those ovulation hormones. Late luteal phase is when a lot of people around day 21 get tired. If you have hormonal migraines, I also urge you to track if they're happening around day 21 of your cycle. That's something I like to point out to people. So when we say like balancing hormones, it's not like a perfect like they're this way all month. It means that this, our bodies are fluctuating, going through these four phases seamlessly. Think of it like a relay race. Each phase, each hormone can hand off the baton to the other hormone and allow them to free flow. That's what we talk about. So after birth control, you can see where it would like take some time if you've been on synthetic hormones for your body to jump back in. Like, especially for me personally, like I was on it since time I was like 14 and got off of it around 24. 10 years on birth control, my body was like, I don't know what to do. And I had the implant in my arm, which there is some like with the implant and the shot. There's some research supporting that it does take a little bit longer for your body to clear all those hormones and your cycle to come back. So that could also be, you know, why mine was longer, but just important to point out there that I just explained the intricate four phases. If for 10 years, your body has not been doing that, it might just take some time. Um, A big question I get though is like, is my acne going to come back? Are my bad periods going to come back? All these things. So here's the truth about it. Whatever was going on with your cycle your body before you got on birth control most likely will be what comes back but here's the other thing if you got on as a teenager there is some element of puberty that's not going to be going on now but for me like I had really bad hormonal acne really painful periods really tender breasts really bad mood swings I naturally just was like when I did my dutch testing and worked through all the things like my estrogen was very high and all of those symptoms lined perfectly up with high estrogen. And then I had to get to the root cause of my high estrogen, which was the fact that I had celiac, which was completely, my gut was completely destroyed and I wasn't clearing estrogen. I needed to support my liver and I also needed to reduce inflammation and stress. So that's just kind of the thing is like, it is scary to get off because these things will most likely come back because the fact is, is Birth control is a tool that we use to get us through certain times and then we have to deal with the root cause. And so root cause for me was those things. And so that's where working with a professional provider to really get in there and figure out what's going on is really important. So if you're worried about those things coming back, 
you can preemptively start to plan and work with someone. Um, I don't recommend though, I will say don't do Dutch testing or anything. Like give your body at least three months. I know that's a little frustrating, but you got to give it a little bit of time. Otherwise you're wasting your money on the tests and it's kind of an expensive test. So we don't want our money wasted. So that's my little rant on root Okay. Next, when should I start prepping? Here's where I think I made my biggest error and why I had such a like rocky road off of it. I like just got the implant taken out. I got prescribed 5,000 condoms, which is like the funniest thing ever. I've said that on a few podcasts, but I've never like told you guys about that. So I literally, I was in New Zealand I wanted this birth control out. I had a, the implant. It, I had the worst experience of my life of blood like every day for two years. And I got it taken out and the doctor was awesome. And she was like, okay, here's a prescription for 5,000 condoms if you need anything. So I told her I didn't want to go on any other birth control. And she sent me out the door, which honestly, like great, funny story, didn't give me a lot of like, here's what to expect. And so I think the biggest thing is three months before you're going to go off, we want to start looking at essential vitamins and minerals depending on what um, type of birth control you're on. It's most likely going to be B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin E, calcium, and zinc are the biggest deficiencies I see when we do mineral testing with my clients when they come off of birth control. And then, so start replenishing those. I always say do them through real food. Get them through real food first. We don't want to jump like straight to just like supplements because... If you listen for a while, supplements aren't regulated. They're not tested. You don't know what's actually in them. It's really tricky. A lot of them aren't clinically studied. So we want to go food first. And then another thing, I like will die on this hill that I just, everyone who I know who have, who's done this, seed cycle for three months before coming off has had really good results as long as you're not allergic or intolerant. Those seeds, one, it's replenishing a lot of those micronutrients I just talked about. Two, prebiotic fiber for your gut. Incredible. Like incredible start to just getting the gut back on track because the gut is also a huge keto hormone health. Then thinking about taking a high quality probiotic to help. And then from there, also learning about the cycle. This is the other reason why I think seed cycling is good. Even though technically like you're on birth control, so seed cycling is not going to have the quote unquote desired effect. Like I said, it's helping with the gut, but then it's also getting you used to paying attention to looking and thinking about what's going on with your hormones, tracking your cycle. And then when you come off, just continue seed cycling the way you were until your cycle comes back and then seed cycle that way. So I'm telling you, it. if I would have done that, I think it would have been a different story. I didn't start seed cycling until almost like six months after I came off of birth control when I was about to go on Accutane for my hormonal acne. So I really, really do think that is a huge key piece of prep. So then the other thing is vitamin D and B12 are two that I didn't talk about before, but they're also really important. And if you're curious, like you can get like micronutrient vitamin mineral testing done. You can look at all of your levels and see where you are. I recommend that so you're not wasting money on anything you don't need. But those are two other things I see really help improve post birth control. And then... 
what other questions? I'm going to look back through y'all's questions. Oh, the other question you guys had was cycle tracking, fertility awareness method, and non-hormonal birth control forms. So I swear by the fertility awareness method because when I got off at 24, I still was like, I am nowhere. I mean, I'm almost 30. I'm still not totally there. So I like really, really committed to tracking my cycle. So the fertility awareness method basically looks at tracking temperature to confirm ovulation, looking at cervical mucus, and then also using like an app or a calendar. So you use all three methods. And so the cervical mucus you is like whenever you're like building up to ovulation, you'll notice like either like milky discharge or like clear. It's actually cervical mucus. It's not discharge. I learned there's a difference. The clear egg white. And so I think, I can't remember who told me this, but this is the best tip I ever got around checking cervical mucus coming off of birth control and like learning my body's fertile signs. So when you are like gearing up for ovulation, when you sit down to go to the bathroom, before you go to the bathroom, wipe. And you'll notice when it's cervical mucus because your hand will like slide up. Like it will, like you will know it's cervical mucus. So use that as like a canvas and really start looking at like, look in your underwear, look at your cervical mucus, figure that out because that's a key indicator for of fertility. Then the other thing is I don't have it on now, but I usually use my aura ring that integrates with natural cycles to track my temperature. So after ovulation, your temperature actually rises anywhere from like 0.2 to a whole degree. This is like signaling and confirming ovulation and that you're producing progesterone. So that's one way. And then the third way is looking at the, like taking those two things into account and then looking at your calendar and like looking where you are in your cycle. So you use all three things to confirm ovulation. So in my opinion, the biggest difference that happens when you come off of birth control is you shift from like just thinking about your period to actually thinking about ovulation because ovulation is more what you're tracking and then your period is the result of that egg not being fertilized. So really ovulation is the first indicator and then your period is the second. And so leading and lagging, that's what we're looking at. So biggest shift, um, there also are like topical birth controls like Fexi you can use. I just... I really, really recommend getting familiar with your cycle and really understanding your cycle when you're coming off of birth control because, I mean, the thing is, like, if you're using birth control as contraceptive, it it is more effort. It's not hard, like, once you get the hang of it, but in the beginning, it's confusing a little bit. You can also work with fertility awareness coaches, which I think is super cool around actually, like, learning your cycle, but I wish I would have started learning about my cycle three months when I would have I wish I would have started doing the nutrition things I wish I would also learn about the cycle because I think if you're coming off of birth control and you're just like learning all this for the first time it's a little overwhelming so I try to keep this episode short these are just like the things I really really think you should know like top level and then I'm actually working on a whole ebook it's like very long I've been working on it for a long time that gets way more granular. But this is just like your overview. And so you can use a fertility awareness method and you can also use condoms in other areas or like other protection to help prevent pregnancy if that's what you're worried about. Um, So yeah, I mean, that is the lowdown on coming off of birth control. One, everyone has a different experience. So don't be scared. Two, 
talk to your doctor, work with your healthcare provider. Um, I have friends who use birth control to manage endometriosis and coming off for them just like not an option right now. And so really work with your provider, figure out what's right for you. If you're on a birth control and having side effects, like also don't be scared to talk to them about it because maybe if you want to stay on birth control, there's another option. Also, if you're on birth control, you can still support your body. Like I mentioned, replenishing those B vitamins, magnesium, zinc, calcium, all of those things are definitely supportive while you're on birth control, prebiotic fiber, probiotics. Honestly, like the whole reason we made cycle bites was because and did a clinical study on them was because you guys were like, I want something to take while I'm on birth control. So that's like part of the reason those even exist because it's all food-based sources. So then once you, if then once you decide if you're ready to come off, take three months, prep, learn about your cycle, you know, I really do recommend seed cycling, but of course, talk to your doctor and start replenishing those vitamins and minerals. Once you come off, really focus in on like learning the fertility awareness method and understanding your body. And if you have a partner, loop them in, like bring them into this conversation because it's not just on you. And that's something I really like to remind people. Like the other day I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like, I wouldn't want Alex to take birth control. It could mess with all of his hormones and make him feel awful. And then I was like, wait a minute. Then why did I take it? And so, you know, like if you have a partner and you need to prevent pregnancy, it's a 50-50 job. Okay, I'm getting a little ranty at this point. I'll stop ranting. So that is all. The ebook, as soon as it's out, I'm going to link in this episode. I'm also making you guys a special 20% off code for Funk It because I realized I wasn't giving you that and that was really unfair. So I'm very sorry. So I'm going to do that and put it in this episode. If you have any more questions, let me know. This is just like my raw thoughts when I do my solo episodes with you guys. I like to be a little bit more like raw. And as you can tell, I have ADHD and I just like to go and just tell you all the things I wish I would have known. So Here's my raw, unfiltered opinions. And thank you for listening. Let me know on Carbs and Kate if you have any questions and get your discount in the show notes.